AFI. Yeah. Well, why am I here or why? <laughs> no, why did you feel? Well, I mean, we, we invited you yeah, because, yeah, you, invited me, yeah. because you yeah. like AFI. I do like AFI. AFI is actually one of my favorite bands and has been since I actually got into punk rock. And we're talking. That's why you're here. 1995. 16-year-old Rich. So they've only been a band for four years at that point. Correct, and they had been broken up. Like they they started they stopped, and then they yeah, broke up, gained and a bunch of different back, musicians. Yeah. They got back together. Yeah, I think it was no the same core. No, they, the, the, the seven the new guitar the guitarist and the bassist got replaced. The only original members are Davy and the drummer. Yes, I know that. But yeah. when the first when the first recording <laughs> when the when the first recording happened, yeah. Uh, which was answer that and stay fashionable. Yeah, it was like the original line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they they like went got... to college and stuff. I think is what I read. Well, that was you guys did so much more research. What I, I what I what I read was that they were a band. They released some seven inches. Mm-hmm. They broke up, went to college, and then I guess during one of their breaks, they got back together and they did a reunion show. Oh, okay. and that's what sparked them from not going back to college and pushed them towards. We can do this as a band. Yeah. And that's when they started playing more shows and branching out, and you know they they re- got put on Wingnut Records, and they put out Answer That and Stay Fashionable. But, that was the Reservoir Dogs album, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I now is that the record that had the bonus track of Man with a Suitcase? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I remember, I think that might have been the first AFI song I had ever heard. Because I think Tommy who was a guest on our Annie Flag record episode, uh, had that tape of just Madness, or Answer That. Yeah, Answer That and Stay yeah, Fashionable. Yeah. And I just, I don't even remember any of the stuff before that, but I, I remember, like, on the on the <laughs> tape, but I remember that one song. And I remember there being some sort of, like, maniacal laughter around it. It's a cover, point. right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's by... Uh, the Police? The Police, yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, it's okay. So, 1995, I was a sophomore, going into sophomore year of high school, and I just got into punk rock recently, so we're going like a year or two. Before that, it was grunge. Before that, it was metal. Before that, it was rap. So, there's been many stages. Well, a lot of stages in in my youth, but I first heard of AFI through one of my friends, and... During the summer, uh, Rancid... Do you know this friend? Uh, no, you know, okay. this is one of my high school friends. Uh, they used to make me mixtapes, which is one of the reasons why I make mixtapes for yeah. you guys. Analog <laughs> yeah. playlists. Yes. So he made me a mixtape because back in we, well, 1995, we had CDs and you could record, like you can make a mixtape and either that or record an entire album. Most people wouldn't give up their CD no. if they just got it yeah. to let you borrow it. You're not it. loaning it right. out. Like right. we're, we're sitting there, like we're sitting there swapping, you know, tapes and CDs at the breakfast table at CM when I went to <laughs> high school. So that was one of the ones. Like I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I'm learning so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Um, You're old, and you went to Catholic <laughs> Memorial. I did, uh, but when we were sophomores. Um, and I'll come the wolves. Rancid just came out. Yeah. So that came out in August, I think, of ninety five. Ninety five. So uh, answer that and stay fashionable came out a month before that, and I didn't even know who AFI was when Rancid came out. So uh-huh. I was listening to Rancid, Rancid and Offspring, and 
Green to Day face and, and Green Day took were, off. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just that was my summer. That's what I listened to the entire summer. I and can't we're going into sophomore year. Uh, September, we're back at the lunch table, swapping CDs and mixtapes and shit like that. And one of my friends gave me a mixtape with a few cuts off of Answer That and Stay Fashionable. He had uh, I want to have a mohawk. I want to get a mohawk, but my oh, mom won't let me. Yeah. And High School Football Hero. Nice. So those are the two tracks that I heard off of that album. I didn't even have it yet. Yeah. Um, but there was a bunch of other stuff on that uh, mixtape that he gave me, and I was just like I that instantly. I was just like, "Who is this band? I got to find out more about them." Now, would he group the songs together, or were they span? Like, what's your mixtape etiquette? Should it be? A couple songs from the same band in a row, well, or not? That's not what I. That's what I. No, I usually mix it up and yeah. put like I try not to put two of the same bands band on, on the if same mix. Yeah, yeah. But he was just giving me like AFI three songs. Yeah, you know, here's a song. sampler. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. Right. Like, but I, I call it a mixtape because it was a tape. And yeah, he still made it. Tape. I mean, that's yeah. a sampler mixtape. That's mm-hmm. a yeah. That's a different time. I think you would have to go out of your way to make those kinds. Yeah. As opposed to like. What I think of a mixtape is like, here's what I want you to hear mm-hmm. that describes me, you know, as right. opposed to like, that is really like, here are a bunch of bands you might get into. Here's the three songs I like by them. You yeah. can go from there. Yeah. A- I think the last person to do that for me was you. Probably. When I was in college, I think, and you gave me something with like Sunny Day Real Estate on it. Oh, yeah. And then you put on that one Electric Six song. Gay bar, which <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> no, that's a fantastic song. I mean, it didn't fit with the rest of the CD, but no, I think it was just a lot of stuff. Yeah, was I it, was getting into yeah, at that point. Sunny day and like, yeah. New and anyway, yeah. So you guys invited me because I think I was. I still am a really big AFI fan, and I have been since. I think you're the longest continuous AFI fan. Yeah, right now. I would hope not, because I would assume that they would have. <laughs> I hope they fans. have bigger fans. Yeah, than this. like their parents and shit like that. Right, right, right. But I, but don't, I don't know, know their parents. Yeah. So in terms of people that I know, you you are the the longest fan. Yeah. Which I think that that's the main reason why we wanted to have you here. Yeah, I definitely fell off. That is for sure. I had a AFI phase. Yeah. Uh, if that's, I think, but like, I was like 2003. Felt like the goth emo year. Yeah. When and I stopped I, playing my Fender. Yeah, and you got the Schecter. And yeah, I got yeah. the all black Schecter. Yeah. And our band songs started sounding. All swapped to minor keys. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely what happened for me. I think the same thing. There was definitely AFI on the mixtapes you gave me, and I remember being into the earlier records. And then it was like Black Sails in the Sunset, All Halos EP, and what's Art of Drowning. Drowning. Those three are like, still I'll go back and listen to those. Mm -hmm. But that's sort of, is that, is there one more before the big one, before Sing the Sorrow? I mean, so there's the the, um, Reservoir Dogs record that, which was just talking about. Yeah, there's and answer they, that. Answer that and say fashionable. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. And then, yeah. And, and then, then it's the sex. three that you were just talking yeah. about. Well, the EP and that. And then immediately after The Art of Drowning is Sing the Sorrow. Three years later. Right. Yeah, Sing the Sorrow. Going back and listening to it now, that, that record still fucking slaps. 
<laughs> You'll edit that out. I'm not going to edit it out. I don't edit anything out. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not snazzy enough with the technology. I was ready coming into this. That was, I was when I learned about AFI. I was ready to come in and cut them at that. But then re-listening to it and like remembering how much right in. that fucking, that intro when it starts. The boom, 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 boom. On Sing the Sorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Let's not bang too hard on the table. <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's tap on our knees. Yeah. Uh, it's really great. It's but really, it, yeah, it still holds up. Yeah, I just I don't know. They definitely it. It's crazy to think of like how brief that shift in music was and how responsible AFI probably is for it. But like My Chemical Romance, Panic of the Disco, uh, all those other like dark emo-y bands mm. grew out of AFI's shadow. I feel mm. like and like that sound and the theatrics of it and. I don't know. Then I fell off after that, so I don't know. Yeah. It was weird to go back and listen to it again. Like, they do grow over albums, and they change. They're trying new shit, but they also, like, a lot of these songs just sound the fucking same. Right. <laughs> At a point. They just, like, realize, like, okay, hit the minor sixth, and that sounds weird. And then, Dave, and like, the lyric, Davey, for a singer, gets wor- progressively worse to me. Yeah, so I... Just my sort of quick history. I know I said that, that that one song was what I knew from Tom, but when I when I heard that song, it didn't then trigger like an avalanche of me listening to AFI. Yeah. It was like it was this cool song that he would play uh, in his living room near that computer in the front room <laughs> with all the Jesus statues staring yeah. at us. And then Baby that was it. Like I listened to it and then I went off and I listened to whatever else. And it was when Sing the Sorrow came out and I was working at Circuit City and there was this kid near worked there named Dave. And Dave was like super into AFI. And you knew that just by looking at him. Like even though he had to We're just... <laughs> Even though he had to what like a strange Circuit City this must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he had like the the khakis and like the red shirt yeah. uniform but like but had to wear a necklace over it or something right right, right. and like his like the, his shoes that he wore were like the big creepers like the big clunky like uh, yeah, black and white shoes yeah, exactly give you like an extra four inches yeah, of yeah, height. yeah yeah so he would wear those and he had like slicked hair and so you knew that he like listened to afi even if you didn't see and so i remember him being like really upset when that record came out as a lot of people were because it was like where are the woes such a depart where are the woes woes? and people are like listening to it and trying to throw their own woes onto it while they're listening (laughs) and so i listened to that and then i went back a little bit and i i do enjoy those first three records you know they're super like fun fast-paced punk rock super fast um but for me, like the golden period is the art of drowning, black sails in the sunset, yeah. and sing the sorrow. And sing the sorrow for me. And so, okay, that that's what I think should have been there last. Just you're coming out of the gate. Going there, you go right because like straight for the throat. I feel like that album is the best representation of where they came from. And where they thought their music could go mm-hmm. as as a single piece of music. And I feel like with some of the records that came after it, they would still try to throw these little touches in to be like, hey, guys, we haven't forgot about you. Right, 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 right. But it never quite meshed as well. Yeah, it never had the equilibrium. It was always one way or the other. In the, the later other. songs. Sorry, yeah. microphone. In the later songs, 
later albums that it did on that record. And again, like that's sort of where I fell off because by the time December Underground came out, I had moved on to whatever else I was listening to. I was in sure. college at this point and people were getting me into other bands. I think I just grew out of like but I listen to it now. That and album is It's like you're, tough. you're really melodramatic, Davey. And I don't <laughs> it's like a very, And I want to go through like and an count unfair... like I want I want to take a count of like how many times has he mentioned winter? How many times right. has he mentioned the end? How many times right. has he mentioned the bottom? It's or... like he's got a Mad Lib book. Yeah. Right? And he's just filling in the darkest words he can think of. And so I So I probably had heard December Underground like a couple of times, it never really stuck with me. But in preparation for this, I really those three that come after it, the burials and burials, and then the blood record, and then but that's self-titled, the one, the, isn't it? The gold. What's the gold record? Dream car or something. Uh, Crash love. Crash love. Crash love. So no, like, dream car is the big. Those the are all like totally new for me. Yeah, oh yeah. In coming in to listen to this, and musically, I was on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the music Some that the they music were making up. on all of the records was really cool, and then Davey would start singing. I hate his voice and I now. Wasn't into it anymore yeah but then you know it's like then i would go back and listen to sing sorrow and there's still like there's like an energy in his vocals that that matches i think the intensity that comes before but it's like a little bit more matured sure um that then after it it's just kind of like whiny he gets really whiny and i and i (laughs) and i lose interest in it but part of the reason why because i knew I always like to go into this sort of open-minded. Absolutely. Like, I have, and I'm, and I have I, what I think is going to be it, but I would love to be surprised. And be wrong. Yeah. And be wrong. I was wrong. Which is well, what happened with, with Annie, Flag. Annie Flag. Um, But for this, the reason really why I wanted Rich, other than just that he's like a big fan, is that he still really likes the records. I mean, I'm not, I, you'll get a chance to talk about it in a second, but <laughs> you're the only person I know who still buys them. Right. Right. Like that's the only way I've known they had anything else. Yeah. Is that you'll post on like, Instagram and I like the or... little bunny logo. That's cool. Yeah. That's... I don't know. <laughs> that's like a popular Celtic, but like Celtic thing. You know, I, I talked to my friend, Andy, who I had wanted to do this, but he lives in California. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Just click it. Open it. I can just, yeah. Perfect. He thinks, that they never should have even done Black Sails in the Sunset. Like, that it should have just what? been those three, those first three Nitro records. Mm-hmm. And, and been it, done there. And then that's it. Like, they should have just stayed that, that. They did become a different band after that. Yeah. But is it on Black Sails or is it right before All Hallows that Paige joins on guitar? Because that's like a huge pivotal point for them. He's Paige. He's the guitarist. Jade. Jade. That's what I meant. Jade. Not Paige. Yeah. Similar. Similar. I think names. you combined his first name and last name. I think it's Jade Puget or something. Yeah, yeah. Page. 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 His introduction as he definitely joined. He joined before, but Black he's Sands, also a huge, like hugely responsible for the sound change, the electronic change. Yeah, and that. So he, I think he musically is probably one of the biggest influences. Influencers it, in the band. It certainly seems that way reading up on it and then like even listening to it now with that knowledge in mind. Like he definitely came in and changed what they sounded like. Right. But again, I don't I like there's that golden era of mm-hmm. those three records are so good. And even I like the stuff before that and I think that I the same thing with I try and come in 
to this with open ears. Like, even if I have my preconceived notions of, like, what I think was the last one, obviously Sing the Sorrow stood out to me as, like, that's probably, that's the last one I listened to. Mm -hmm. But I don't want it to be where I fell off should be the end. Like, that just means I stopped listening to them. It doesn't mean they're any good. But listening back to it again, I think I fell off at the right time. (laughs) I don't, like... Yeah. But you kept listening, and you said the latest three albums you've been listening to a lot. Yeah. Well, it's, uh... It's one of those things, like, I feel like when I started listening to them, mm-hmm. I was only four years younger than they were when they made that record. That's so they were, they were 19, 20 years old when they put out their first album. Yeah, yeah. So when I actually got to see them live for the first time, I think it was on the Black Sails tour. I'm seeing these guys up there that I'm like, they... Look just like I, I could do. beat like, them up. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, um, like they weren't these old guys. They weren't like they're yeah. in their thirties trying to market music towards kids. They were actually kids. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, it kind of resonated with me because I was like, look at them do that. That's, that's a huge. That's awesome. Turning point. I remember yeah. that for me as a kid, like just going to like a first basement show or church show or whatever yeah. it was, like just seeing people around my age playing that music, like and not having it be fucking. The Rolling Stones or whatever right. the fuck it was, Alanis Morissette at that time. I don't know. I think that's part of why I connected with Saves the Day. Because they were so they were right. They, along they were the, line the youngest of like that group. Yeah. Where you know they were still in high school or or had just maybe graduated high school when like Through Being Cool came out. Right. And so when you're listening to it as like a sophomore junior. It feels like it's like one of your peers doing it. Yeah. Versus. It's why I can't listen to Blink 182 nowadays because they're still singing songs about breaking up in high school and they're 40 year old men with children. Right. <laughs> singing songs about their Singing children. songs of, yeah. And aliens. Well, no, not, not anymore. Now he's building his own rocket, I think. To go meet the aliens? Yeah. I love that. Pretty sure. <laughs> Good for him. Have goals. Real proud of him. So are you, are you, you're just on board for forever? With the AFI chain? I have I can't say that I will be be on board forever, but they have been one of my favorite bands, and I feel like when they were growing, I kind of grew too because I was the same age. Right. So like, fifteen year old Rich, he didn't know what the fuck he was what he, what he wanted, what he was going for, what he wanted mm-hmm. his musical taste to be, and I feel like I found them at the right time. Mm-hmm. And as my life got, you know, progressed and as I got older, I feel like there's sound change, but it's kind of sound like changed when I was changing too. Right, right, like, right. so like how many, how, how many times do you want to hear the same album over and over and over right. again? Like I don't. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I stopped listening to some of the bands at that time I was listening to. They put out six albums that sounded the exact same thing, and I didn't want to listen There's to no it There's no growth anymore. There's no plan. I don't right. want to listen to it anymore. So I'm not going to throw out names right now, but there are a few. <laughs> no one's listening. Well, <laughs> let's just... I can guarantee that The Offspring is not listening. <laughs> I'm not talking about them. I, I actually... I, I fell off on them, but that was, you know, later on, like, after, uh, you know... Hey, hey, why don't you get a job? Conspiracy of One? Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's the one. That's probably a good, good spot for them. Yeah. Well, mock that. And you can Pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrible song. Before that. <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever whatever happened before Pretty Fly for a White Guy came out? Stephanie's dad has that album title. Uh, or album art 
tattooed on his neck. The skull. Yikes. I mean, the I don't even as think. As as I don't the, even think he likes songs. As long as it's not the lyrics. <laughs> it's not. Like, no, I think he just liked the skull. Uh, yeah, it's. Ooh, yeah, wow. Well, geez, I would pay some. Okay. I would pay someone to get a pretty fly for a white guy tattooed on them. There are there have to be people. <laughs> I'd do that right now. <laughs> How much? Closest tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Where does it have to be? Let's go. When you listen to, because yeah, I feel like age-wise. As you're saying, yeah. you're probably like the perfect audience member for them. You grow with them, yeah. Growing That's with them, saying, yeah. being like just a little bit younger, so you're you're progressing with them, right? Versus if you were like three or four years older than them, it would it would always be behind you. Well, like you guys, like three or four years old, young, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm the eight, other way. Yes, yeah, so we're eight. We're eight, right. trailing eight that much longer. Yeah. But so, like, you, you guys didn't hear it. When I heard it, like you heard it later on, and you're like, "Oh well." When you listen to the, like the first three records, does it bring you back to? It does. That brings, age? it brings me back to the lunch table. Yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. know, like I. It, that's one. Yeah, it brings me back to Owen Fourth. I remember listening to the, like answer that and stay fashionable, yeah. like on a boombox on the corner. Yeah. Talking yeah. about bringing my Walkman to school so I can listen to the to the mixtape yeah. that someone gave me right like 15 right. seconds before. I'm like, pop it in, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just. And then bringing you, it home and listening to it when you're playing, like doing your homework. Were you uh, were you mad at Sing the Sorrow? Do you remember like being like, "Oh, this is my band, and now everybody's gonna listen"? No, to, to be honest with you, I was not mad. I remember seeing the uh, the video that they put out for yeah. um, Gray Gray Girl Girls Not Gray Girls Not Gray. What is that like, title? It was just. <laughs> what are any of their titles? Like a lot of people would be like, "Oh." Now then, now they're gonna blow. I don't up like that song. Else. Yeah, yeah. It's probably one of my least favorite songs on that album. Yeah, I like a lot more on that album. I wasn't mad. I wasn't upset that they yeah. were actually getting airplay. Getting their like, TV. Like you see a band. I don't want to say they struggled, but right, like right. they were playing. They paid their dues. Yeah, they 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 played for. You know, I I didn't get to see them ever here until they played Avalon, and Avalon was that's pretty that? established. I think that was like a three hundred, four hundred person venue Avalon more a- oh no Avalon was, Avalon was, was like a thousand yeah. something like that yeah but like that's the first time I got to see them but before that I have flyers from shows they played at like church halls yeah so like, they played for 20 people they played for yeah, 50 they played, people the yeah, next time yeah. 100 people the next time yeah and yeah. Um, it, it, you you see a band like start off and come up and you're like you want to you support them you buy the cds you buy the shirts yeah you know this is all mail order at the time there's no fucking that's internet. so I, funny I, to think of i had to get shit sent to my house cutting you know, it out right? of the back of the cds yeah pretty stuff. much yeah, like yeah. yeah you send in yeah. a postcard they'll send you a uh a, a mailer with all the shirts on yeah. it you I send it back that. to them and 15 minutes i remember going later, through those catalogs of like the shirts that lay down here's everything from fucking nitro records or yeah. whatever fucking bullshit and that's how I would find bands. I would be like, oh, I've never heard of Sick of It All. Let yeah. me track that out. Or I've never heard of uh, Mad Caddies. That was yeah. a bad one. But And, uh, you know, back then we couldn't just pop on your phone. And but I'm I'm very thing. different that way. I think I don't – I have to believe that I was pretty mad about Sing the Sorrow at the time. I don't remember specifically, but I've always been really bitter about bands that I like suddenly becoming hot topic bands. And, right. Bands of the moment, and I like. It's strange. I'm trying to think because that was sophomore year of high school for me when Sing the Sorrow came out. No, maybe junior. 
and it's I'm, 2003, right? Yeah. Is when that was released. So yeah. that's junior year. Yeah. So I just remember like learning a lot of the guitar parts and feeling good about myself. But yeah, I have to imagine. I I I'm always mad when a band gets bigger than than just you, my than band. You want them yeah. To be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm re- I'm just remembering this now though. I think the first time I saw AFI was with you, Rich, at Mansfield. I think it was a River Rave. Oh yeah, late River Rave, like 1997 summer. No, that would have been you way earlier. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It would have been later. Oh, okay, that's a, no, you. but that's what I'm saying. Like 97. Is, gotcha. That's, Riv- I'm confusing two things. A later, I'm, a later. I'm river 12 rave. years old. In like one of the last River Raves. <laughs> river Rave. I, I was thinking. Uh, the Boston's did a, uh, they did a show yeah. at the, it was the Tweeter Center at the time. I right, think. right, right. And they, it was Great like their, their first cranking and skanking or something Circuit like that. Circuit City Center. AFI played that, but yes. Um, I remember we were down in the pit. I we were. That. Yep. It was daylight, which was weird. It was very strange. It's I weird. wouldn't want to see AFI. Yeah, it's weird to see daylight outside. AFI in the daylight with like their light show. It just doesn't kind of have the same Nothing happens, yeah. It's just so that was, that was yeah. that was right when Sing the Sorrow came out because they were I think so yeah yeah because they were it was right they were getting that. airplay on the right. radio so mm-hmm. yeah gotcha. so they were getting those big plays but I don't know so then what's your so okay you're just don't don't stop making music keep bringing it to me as of right now yes okay but I can't say for sure that I will ever not drop off because right you know you never know what I'm the what a band's going to do I'm not do. asking you to commit yeah to the rest of I'm, your I'm life, not I'm not you never know. But you you're, never hap- know what you're gonna... happy with the music that they're. I am happy to currently. Yeah. Like I don't love every song. There's no way anyone could possibly love every song. Like, but they they continue to put out great albums, in my opinion. Right. And when they put out great albums, that means they play shows, and that yeah. means I get to go see them, and they're fucking so energetic. They are so crazy energetic live. I know. And I love seeing that. Like the last time we saw, I saw them was at the, uh, the Sinclair and that was fucking bananas. That would have been dope to see them there. What, when was that? This was, uh, on last week. Yesterday, two years ago, Tuesday. I don't not I don't on, remember the album. Not What's, on the most recent one. Burials. The, burials. Burials. Burials tour. Yeah. That's the second to last record. I second think. last one. That sounds right. It's burials and then blood or and then self-titled. self-titled. Oh, I did see them. Well, self-titled is blood. Yes. Yes. I, I did see yeah. them on that tour too. They played uh, Cause the, the blood drops. They played uh, the place over in <laughs> the paradise. Right. Paradise. Yes. The paradise. I actually got in. Like I didn't have a ticket beforehand. I stood outside for about. Two hours trying to get in. Yeah. Some kid ended up having an extra ticket. And I nice. got in. I went by myself. That's awesome. This is for the burial show. It was sold no, out. The, oh. Not that show. The, okay. On the blood tour. Oh, okay, okay. Like they They're played. Still the, selling they, they played the Paradise. That's crazy. But they did. They didn't want to play a bigger venue. They did like a, a string of shows where they played a smaller. Mm-hmm. I respect club. that. I would. I would rather. I wouldn't consider the Paradise a small venue. No, I wouldn't either, but it's I would rather see a band mid-size? play two shows That's a mid-size at venue. Sinclair than one show at the Paradise. I hate the Paradise. Or uh, Brighton. I'm just I don't gonna... know. Sinclair and Brighton Music Hall, I feel, are roughly the same size. But Sinclair has way better sound. Yeah, yeah. I went to the Jawbox show at Sinclair the other night. Jawbox? Like the big metal things on construction company? Yep. Jawbox, cool. Yep. And... Uh, that like the sound was just killer. That was at Sinclair. Yeah, yeah. And I and I was thinking 
just a slight detour, but like I have seen so many of the like reunion shows in like the past decade have from, been like Descendants Sinclair. replacements, you know, at the drive-in braid hey mercedes like like all of them sunny day when they came through like 10 years ago and this i think was the best but i want i I feel like the fact that it was at sinclair played a better really big part of that yeah because that place is just like top notch i misspoke earlier it was not at the sinclair it was at the royale Okay. Ah, Royale. That's the one in the theater. That's a big one. Yeah, that's pretty big. Big venue. I saw Riz of it. So good. I don't think that uh, "Sing the Sorrow" is a perfect record, though. I get really tripped up at the beginning. I feel like the way, like I love that first song. Yeah. And then the next two songs both start with like a really quiet, like guitar part leading to it. It feels like it's restarting. Over and over every again. song, yeah. yeah. Girls Not Gray is a real clunker to me, yeah. And Miss Murder, that's not on that, that's not on Sing the Sorrow, that's the next one, I think. That's right, that song is god awful, yeah. Oh my god, that was like, I think, the the last like big oh, single, right? That you like terrible. heard everywhere. Wow, that is, <laughs> I, I like, I turned that song off because I was like, this is unlistening to unlistenable, and then I went back to it because I was like, no, give it another chance. Yeah. Oh my god, that song is terrible. Yeah, that song is terrible. Yeah. But so you you want them to keep releasing records. Absolutely. So one more. See, but I think I don't I have a tough call on this one. I don't I felt like I was gonna fall on Sing the Sorrow, and I still think that's a good record and was influential. But I always come back to like I think like the same thing with AFI. Like, how are they gonna be remembered? You mean AFI? Because we're talking about AFI. We're talking about AFI, but the same thing happened to me with Anaflag. Like, so yeah. how are they gonna be remembered? That's the big thing for me. Is sort of artistic statement under a band name. Obviously, that's not why people start bands. They just want to make music. They're not trying to think like, well, we're gonna release three albums. They're all gonna reference each other. But I think about like. As long as you're growing as musicians and you're trying to make a new sound and then like but still staying true to what started the band. Mm-hmm. I keep banging the table. Um that's what's important to me. So I think like the big change between Art of Drowning and Sing the Sorrow is when they become a different AFI for me. And mm-hmm. I think they're always gonna be remembered as sort of this goth emo dancey punk band like and I, I think it's the further they go on they're gonna sort of erase the fact that they were like not erase but like it gets sort of glossed over that they like came up in the hardcore scene and used right. to fucking play these shows with gorilla biscuits and all this crap like that like and they're gonna just turn into like well yeah it's the pumpkin shirt you like to get at hot topic and i don't even know if people go to hot topic anymore is that how aged i am are there still hot I topics don't, I don't, yeah there are are there still malls <laughs> do, mall, do malls exist is there a hot topic page on amazon.com yeah there has to be probably but that's where so i'm even now right now i'm still struggling with do i want to call it an art of drowning because mm. i think that I like that progression of like hardcore punk band to getting like sort of horror punk, mm. weird, gothy, and then just cutting it there. Cause like Sing the Sorrow is when they start bringing all the dance stuff in, the programming. Like there's tastes yeah. of it before, 
but then it starts getting like heavier and like as you go through the newer albums like burials and stuff i feel like a lot of there's growth but it's just for the sake of growth there's no they'll do like a hardcore song or a punky song or a rockabilly song but it almost feels like just fan service like well we have to have this on there right so that we can have the crazy nine and a half minutes of programming at the end of this song (laughs) that people like there's one song on on December Underground. It's like Affliction or something is the name of the song. Okay. And I liked it. And then another song started playing and I was like, well, I don't like this one. But turns out it was still just Affliction. <laughs> and there's just three and a half minutes at the end of it where it's a whole different song right. that sounds all just made on a fucking programming pad. Right. And that's where, like, I start, and like, so, so we discussed it before how they have black audio and hunter the band and dream car and all these other offshoots extremist Extremist, where they seem to have given themselves the outlet for all these different influences yeah and so i just don't know why some songs became afi songs versus yeah yeah. but so so i've always thought that there are like three eras Mm -hmm. of afi sure but I think I think I group them differently than you do, maybe. So I always just did the pre-Black uh, Sales. Pre-Black Sales, yeah. So the first three records. That's era one. And then era two is Black Sales to Sing the Sorrow. Sing the Sorrow, yeah. And then post-Sing the post Sorrow, Sorrow. December Underground and the stuff that comes out. I would group I, those eras the same. I just I don't know if I want to include I think it's easier to find the through line from Black Sales into... Um, Sing the Sorrow than I do Sing the Sorrow to the self album record. Whatever it is now. That that feels musically closer to... That's what I was trying to say at the beginning. feels closer to the earlier stuff for me. Or the, okay. the Black Sails. Yeah, 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 yeah. That earlier, quote-unquote. Right. But that that little window feels like... That's AFI to me when I think of AFI. Yeah. Because I didn't really grow up on the first three records. And I'll go back and listen to them occasionally, but it isn't like... I still like them. They didn't hit as hard for me, yeah. definitely growing up. Like, Black Sails is the first record by AFI that I remember like loving. And yeah. then I loved Art of Drowning, and I loved All Hallows EP. Wasn't there another one in the, in the middle? No. No. Well, there's... Maybe I'm wrong. Right before Black Sails is when they do the self-titled EP with the cover of The Hanging Garden. Maybe. I like and that then Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. I didn't even listen to that on the regroup. So I, like, started from Sing a Sorrow. Sing Sorrow. So I was like, I know I like everything before that. Right. Like, Same. Yeah. What was I going to say? I think our errors are the same. I just don't know... I'm oh, having trouble the, is it thinking of, of a world where Sing Sorrow doesn't or, exist. Or Black Sails that starts with the song Through Our Bleeding, We Are One. That's, That's Black, Black Sails. Black Sails. See, so like that and then that first track on Sing the Sorrow. Is the same thing. Right. Right. And and so that that is why when when they do it on that record, it doesn't feel like fan service to me. It feels no. like it's still a part of them as a band. Absolutely. They're trying to grow a little bit, but not completely give up on who they were before. And then 
after that, aside from like Miss Murder, it feels like they're just saying like we're a new band and this is what we're doing. And then if that. they yeah, do yeah. something that has a bit more of like a punk or hardcore vibe to it, right? It's to like keep hanging on to the people. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I feel like they toe the line. I think if it were up to them, they would just be black audio. Like they would just be one or the other at this point right, now. Right, but right. they know they have to keep some of the sound in there, and that's why. Yeah. Like I feel like when bands start doing that it gets too muddled and that's where i sort of like check out for me and that's what like this whole idea of like yeah. what should have been their last sort of like became from is like when are you just holding on to the fact that your name is going to allow you to keep touring right. and making records for like you know and make money off of it versus having something to say having something to say yeah. and wanting to make a certain kind of sound right, like, right. and but I also don't know, like, especially with the, I guess with a lot of these first season bands, like, some of that feels like me just growing out of it, but also, like, you should be growing too. I don't, but I don't know how bands do that. Like, it's right. like, who do you have to look at? Like, you have, like, David Bowie. Right. Who was constantly who was innovating. Constantly innovating and changing, but, like, that was a different time now. You don't have the luxury of. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you stray too far from, like, your core model, you'd just be dropped. You're gone. You're done. Yeah, you're just like evaporate into space. Another way that I, or like another element of this that I was kind of thinking of the other day is like sort of like with your mixtape. If you if you met somebody who was like interested in this sort of general music mm-hmm. and had never heard AFI and you wanted to introduce them to AFI, the quintessential AFI. Oh gosh! What would you give them? That's a good question, and not as a mix. I mean, like you. Here are the albums can, I recommend. You can only give somebody one album to be like, "This is what AFI is," and this doesn't necessarily need to be what should have been their last, but it's just like a separate sort of question in the vein. I think I would maybe say, "The Art of Drowning." That's a good question because I do think that's and separate, but I think it, it I think it <laughs> so I think I'm it plays into the same idea. Because even with like last for me, I don't think that's your peak or your best. Last is just where right. you taper off the sort of story. I would probably go with Black Sails if I was going to introduce somebody to yeah. AFI. I think Black Sails is the best representation of them, or my favorite. Yeah, maybe not their best. I think probably Sing the Sorrow would be. No, I don't know. I don't know. Black Sails would be my recommendation. Yeah. That's what I'd give people. I, I'd have to agree with Liam. Black Sails. I feel it like Black Sails. I, I feel like Black Sails is when they turn the page from, you know, straight hardcore right. to more of what they are now. Yeah. But not so far that they are. They are a totally different band now, and I'll, like, I, I'm not going to, you know, refute that. Right. But... They do have songs on the album that are so goddamn fast, and then they end with uh, the song "God God Called and Sick yeah, Today," right? Which is an unbelievable track. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's but the best. It was it's, my it's, aim away message for probably a decade. <laughs> but it just it show it show it, that like the start to that album to the to the end. It shows to me the progression of the music itself because yeah. they can do a band a, a song where they just like screaming and yelling and then at the end it's just like 
melodic and, so and, and kind of I think beautiful. it had the best amalgamation of like their influences. Right, right, right. Without leaning too heavy towards yeah. one or the other. And what's so great about still that, punk band. that record is, is I think, and we, we've talked about this before other times, but like limitations of genre. And I think with that record is when they really started to like allow themselves to like blossom branch out yeah right right like we're interested in all these other things we're interested in danzig obviously <laughs> danzig I, I think it's because they, they, they were growing up yeah as well, right too. but we're getting so a little like, bit older yeah. we're like getting to be better musicians is a huge part of it i mean when people make like their first records one they're terrible musicians yeah and they have no money so they're going out and they're like recording 15 songs in two days yeah because it's all they have like to do it overnight you can't like you can't devote the time to like to really you're not really a a full-time musician right right, you still have a you still have a real job yeah you're doing this in the the nighttime at a studio that's giving you time right 3 a.m in the morning right right because that's just when there's nobody else there Yeah. yeah but yeah they they finally were like getting the traction they have like a little bit more time a little bit more money we can, they can explore their sound a little bit more and grow. Oh, I feel like I still. This just opens up more questions. I don't know where to land on this. Okay, so ask questions. Oh, you just have more in, like questions in general. Like in I general. just don't know. Like Art of Drowning is great, but then At the end of this, we're never going to have an answer. Good as Black Sails, and then All Halos is an EP. But I feel like this is one of the few. T- like I would include All Halos on their straight. T- like usually, I would admit that. Mm-hmm. EPs and stuff for this kind of discussion. Right. But that EP is so good. Yeah. That I can't dispute that one. <sighs> it's one of the best EPs for, I'm just going to say a band. Honestly. I think so, yeah. It's such a tight idea. Like when the I artwork's look, great. When I look at, um, even though it's even covers. Just like stuff that I have. Well, it's just the one cover, I think. But when I look at like stuff that I have like on my phone, you know, in my iTunes or whatever, I think that's like the only EP from a band that, that I have keep on rotation. Because like, well, then Allison Chains like uh, Sap and Jeez. they had... that is not the band I thought you would pull out for EPs. I also have on my. But iPod. they have. I mean, they had some really really solid EPs. But like that, that. EP is the perfect bridge between Black Sails and The Art of Drowning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like... So and it's a great little Halloween well, record. And There's then not enough Halloween records. Get Up Kids. Uh, Woodson. Woodson and Red Letter Red Day. Red Letter Day. But, which, uh, that's also perfect. Separate conversation. But, yeah, I don't know. All Hallows is dope. I love that. Even that, maybe. If you're like, hey, you only have 17 minutes. Just stop at that last EP, yeah. <laughs> you only have 17 minutes and you want to know what AFI sounds like? Just listen to this. Uh, except your copy that has the... Uh, except my, yeah. The, the weird... The weird shoegazy band on the B-side. Do you what? Have, yeah. I have a, a pressing of All Hallows. It's yeah. like on orange vinyl. Um, and the B-side to the record is a completely different band. They I've just never like even heard a of that. Miss, it's absolutely hilarious. A misprint at the plant. But I've scoured the internet 
Nobody talks about it. No one talks can't, about can't it. No so one's identified wait. who it is. I've like done Shazam and Soundhound on it, and it can't find it. It has so no I, idea. And I've like typed up the lyrics into Google. I cannot identify what this other band. So is, is it Total Immortal? Yeah. And then some other band. Yeah. Or it's. So it's. I think there's because it's what four songs on that EP. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's two songs on side one and two songs on, or there would have been two songs on side two. Yeah. And it's just a completely different band. And it's like this female singer. It's like really like droney shit. And it's just a glitch. Nobody, there's no. Not that I can find. I tried my best too to figure it out. The last time we were here hanging out. He's like a detective. It's like, what the fuck is this? We listened to it too. It's it's not bad music. It's just. That's like a shoegazy, right? Yeah. It's really good. It is good. I just don't. I, 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 well, don't. I wouldn't make that their last then. That no, no, not that copy of it. <laughs> That's then. strange, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, a part of me wants to go sing the sorrow. Right. But then. A part of me doesn't. There's a part that, like. That certainly opened the door for a whole lot of bands that I may have liked at the time, but do not appreciate now. Mm hmm. It's okay, Rich. You don't have to tiptoe. No, you, yeah, we can just take a break. To go get the beer. Go yeah. get the beer. Um, I don't, so do you think then, bef- I don't know, before that? I do. There's I feel the, like part of you is inclined to say the art of drowning. Is Yeah, definitely. There's the golden age Morning of Morningstar is also like a, a badass yeah, like end of record song and end of career song. End of career song. Yeah, certainly that's a swan song to go out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what does "Sing the Sorrow" end with? I don't know, but "Sing the Sorrow" has that super insane badass guitar solo. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that I don't want to live in a world where that doesn't where that doesn't exist. exist right. <laughs> See, it's tough. I'm so, trying to learn that one. And 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 I feel like just I know I keep I'm pooping on these other records, but. Just like straight poop. He said poop. I'm just pooping on it. That, even just like the, the example of that guitar solo, I don't think I heard anything after Sing the Sorrow that made me like perk up and go, oh, oh no. what was that? No, nothing made me want to go Where back and that listen to solo it. Yeah. still to this day when it comes on, because it kind of I doesn't go belong back. there. Yeah. It just kind of like what song? That's happens. Not, is that leaving song? Or no, it's. It might be. But it, like it just like pops up and and you're like forced to like stand up and and like pay attention. Perk your ears, yeah, yeah. And nothing after that. Nothing grabs me the way happened. anything on Singapore yeah. does. I mean, I texted you because I was like I had to do some homework and I was walking over to Harvard Square and so I was just like listening to it. I was like honestly I was like hitting skip a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing was. Like, you know, I don't want to say, like, oh, if your song doesn't grab me in, like, the first 20 seconds, I don't care. But if your song doesn't grab me in the first 20 seconds... But if every song on the album is that way, I don't... Yeah. There were a couple of songs on, I think, Burials that... It's the same thing there. Musically, that's interesting for me. But the minute he starts singing on anything pretty much after... December Underground, I feel like, was just murky as a record. But, like, after that, like, I sort of like some of the music... But his voice gets so whiny and high pitched, and I, I just and e- the lyrics become so much more cookie cutter for me at right. the end 
that I don't, and it might just be that I'm not a 17 year old emo kid thinking about slitting his wrist anymore. I do think like, it's part of that, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I realized when I thought, like, oh, Davey Havoc, you're being oh, too melodramatic, that I was like the old man on his porch. <laughs> Get off my lawn! Right? He's always been melodramatic. Yeah, always. But he. I was at an age where that spoke to me. Yep. And it doesn't speak to me anymore, but it does still still speak to you. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, like I said, like it just every time that I listen to one of their albums, like, like if it's new, there's something on that album that grabs me that is, you know, I listen to music because I want to escape. Yeah. I just want to be in the moment and listen to something that it's not, has nothing to do with my life. Right. But it's always, I always find something in the songs or in the music that just grabs me and, you know, tells me to keep, like, I don't know, keep pushing or, right, you right, know, right. just keep moving and, you know, everything's going to be all right no matter if you have a shitty day. You put on, a, put on like, you know, anything pretty much, not even just AFI, but. Sure. But. Like I said, any time that I listen to an album, I find something that I either need at that time or, you know, speaks to me. Right, right. Like, it's just, there's something about it. Like, I don't know. A lot of people say that his his voice has changed over time, and it has. Yeah, yeah. Of course it has. It would have to. Yeah. But he also is... Keep that shit up. he, He also is 44 years old. He can't... He's forty four years old. Forty four years old. Yeah, you can't, so. you can't you can't scream and yell and like and expect to have a music career like he did when he was nineteen twenty years old. Of course, yeah. So, I feel like the progression has has happened, and he is. He didn't sing, then. Yeah, he screamed. Yeah. So yeah. now he's like he's trying to find. Like over the past few albums, like I think starting with "Sing the Sorrow," yeah, started to do more of a harmony, store like melodic, and trying to find. He's definitely realizing, like when I record this, I should make sure I can do this every night for three months. Right, right, right. It's not so he doesn't want to push himself every night. Yeah, and like, and if you do that and you blow your voice out, it hurts you. I'm sure it hurts him as like like I'm disappointing my fans yeah but it's also they're not getting paid if they don't show up to their shows yeah. Sure, yeah. there's so, there's nothing more annoying obviously there is but there's nothing more annoying than going to see a band that is incapable of like performing oh yeah what <laughs> when they can't hit those notes yeah. and stuff like, yeah yeah whenever i go see uh circus survive or like any sort of Anthony Green project when he was like back with Sayasin, he can't reproduce what he does on the album. No. And so his default is to then hand the microphone to somebody in the audience, right? Like, I can't do this anymore. Can you sing my song? Isn't there a Marky Mark movie about this? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. It's really frustrating. And so, yeah, obviously you're not going to keep keep screaming the whole way yeah but that's cool i'm like i'm glad that you still find something to to grab a hold yeah, of just like that I, the music continues to mean something to you it does what it's do you also think super disappointing when 
when something that's meant so much to you no longer does. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get that way. Yeah. That's like like Blink One Eighty Two for me. Yeah. It's like I'm legitimately mad some of the time that right. they still exist as a band and like hired Matt Skiba about it. Right, like, right, right. I would never pay to go see them. I w- yeah. In fucking Little Wayne. Are you high? They may have been when they came. But up they with did that. that. I mean, I went to that show where they did with uh, what was that fucking guy's name? Bubba Sparks. <laughs> And that was dope. I don't even remember. They that. play. That's they bad. had the one dollar bill tour. You paid a dollar to go. It was Blink One Eighty Two and Bubba Sparks, and Travis Barker played drums for Bubba Sparks the whole time, hmm. and it was amazing. Wow! But did he come out and sing songs with Blink? No. Was no. that back when Tom was still in the band? That was back when Tom was still in the band. Yeah, that sounds, was uh, sounds like this would have been a right while. after the self-titled one. Remember when we saw them at the Palladium? Yeah, yeah. You guys came up to school to visit me. We went yeah, to Palladium, and that yeah. creepy girl followed you on the train. We left her at the train station. <laughs> she I thought she was going to ride. Home. It was still like ten miles to walk to the fucking place. Like, that was not like, close. You're like, get the fuck out of here. And oh, I, boy. yeah, I still think about that. Oh, it's such a good show. No, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That poor girl. That was a good show, but like you know, whatever. Like I got to the train. I. Got, I had you guys picked up at the train station. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, she's not with us. Let's go, 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 go. <laughs> we literally ran from her. That was, that's uh, probably earliest internet dating I've ever run into. I had no idea what she looked like, who she was. Oh, no. And then she met us on Owen Fourth, and I was like, wow, you are not good looking. <laughs> and we left her at the Worcester train station. Oh, I boy. barely talked to her the whole train ride. Oof. That's rough. But I was sick. That was fifteen, and that was that the time. I don't know. Well, nobody's gonna fucking listen. Was that the time (laughs) the cop came and woke woke me and Kevin up to drink fucking jungle juice? Was that a later time? Wait, the cop woke you up to drink jungle juice? We were sleeping in your your like they had like a dorm that (laughs) had like a little. It wasn't an. It wasn't a. It wasn't an actual. It wasn't a campus police cop. No, no, no. But it was was a a friend of a friend. Yeah, he was like, wake up, I'm a cop. You got to drink this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what's happening? We're like 15 years old. Like, same time. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. Officer John Smith. That was a great time. And that's the same time that uh, he, uh, Skippy was yelling about, uh, you know, wanting to shoot somebody. He was like, here's my gun. Go shoot him. Stop bitching about it. And we, laughed, and we laughed, and we laughed like we never heard such and something, something so. Put funny. up or shut up. Oh boy, good stuff. But anyways, to get off topic, not Blink One Eighty Two, AFI. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to land on out of drowning. Now that we've talked about it, mm. I think. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> See, you should. I mean, it's it makes for good radio that you're doing this on air. But I feel like you should have decided. <laughs> I was Although, trying. I was but really that's part trying. Part of the fun of this is having people change your minds. Absolutely. And I was hoping you would change my mind a little bit, but you haven't. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> I don't think. I don't. I mean, it was real hard listening to those later records. I don't. There's just no heart in it for me. Yeah. It doesn't, and that I feel like that's what happens. Where I'm trying to separate that from like growing out of stuff, but like. I get heart from other records that are released nowadays now and just like this just doesn't it doesn't land for me there anymore and I don't he's 44 I don't I don't want your poetry about the frozen elm that's underground and you know vampires kisses and stuff I don't yeah I don't know 
maybe it's me. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that is, is, <laughs> that, is that is that a pers- is, is personal yeah. thing? Like you've just you feel like you've. I just uh, think they feel. I feel like they made a good artistic statement up to sing the sorrow, and then after that, it really didn't. So maybe I do land on sing the sorrow. I feel like that is a good. That's like sort of where they were going, and then they sort of lost their way after that. Mm. They got sort of wrapped up in what else they can do, and. You know, then it sort of became about like keeping back the vocals so you weren't blowing your voice out and stuff. Whereas before, they probably weren't thinking about that kind of stuff as much. Yeah, I don't think that he thought that much about it or cared that much about it. Which is why, I mean, yeah, there's still just like a, a really because I've recorded and I like I've had those recording moments where it's like, no, you're gonna go in there and blow your voice out because you gotta get this take done right. Right, right. And then I can never do that again live. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. But with you saying like you know it's not as it's not as enjoyable when people can't recreate it. I don't know. I always have a trouble with that where I think like if you can do it once, do it to record it, mm. and then if you can't reproduce it live, just figure out a way to fake it. But I, and I just feel like AFI became it turned into a band I didn't like want to like anymore. Mm. You know, like it. Big question: How many of you guys tried mascara because of AFI or eyeliner or whatever it is? I've never. Have you ever tried I it? No. no, never put on. Eyeliner. All right, I tried it. I, uh, <laughs> I'll admit it. In I college, paint, I thought I might. I bought the guitar. I painted my fingernails, fingernails. for a little bit. There you but, go. Yeah. See fingernails. That, that, that was like was that straight that was, Davey. That, that was an AFI Marilyn Manson Marilyn nine sure. nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. like. I listen to a lot of music, so like you could pick any single one of them. You're right? Like, Why'd you do that? Eh, whatever. Yeah. 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 Eh, I don't care. I don't know. I just I I don't want to say it, it can't grow because like I would you know Nine Inch Nails because you just brought it up. Nine Inch Nails is not putting out the same record every single time. Oh, and I think that's good. And I still really dig it. And I when we went to go see them last year, it's unreal. It was like such a amazing show. Even though I didn't know most of the songs that they played, because I kind of fell off on them too. But yeah, like again, that's that's high school, and then right. But the music that they're still making, I think, it still sounds really good and is still really engaging. Yeah, I want to go back and actually start, you know, listening to them again. You want a weird factoid? You know uh, that song, Old Town Road. The big pop hit right now, Old Town Road. Oh, so sure. Take my, my horse my to the old town. Yeah. Yes. Samples I, I, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, really? oh, shit, really? Yeah, Trent Reznor has a writing credit on it. Huh. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I've also not heard the song, but I've heard sort of the controversy about it and that people weren't super jazzed when he... Well, Billboard took it off of the Country 100 because he's, he's a black guy. Because he's not Because he's black, yeah. Because of racism. Yeah. But anyways, I thought that was the more interesting thing about it was that it's a nine inch nail sample for him, right? Like Garth Brooks. Garth, no, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, he stood up and was it's like, weird. "Well, we'll make it a little wider then." Yeah, let's see if the weird country billboard likes Billy it. Billy Ray Cyrus has to come to your back. He just tweeted at him. Yeah. That's the world we live in now. He yeah. didn't know Billy Ray Cyrus or anything. He had no business doing it. He was just like, "Hey, Billy, can you help me out with this?" And he was Billy was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Sure, sure, I'll write a will. shitty rap to sing as a <laughs> yeah. white guy on that and not play guitar, but I'll hold the guitar the whole time. Whatever. Digress. Yeah, mm-hmm. so many digressions. Anyways. Are you done? So we're falling on... I think it's Sing the Sorrow. Sing the Sorrow. Don't Stop Ever. 
Man, they don't need to I stop just, yet. They don't need to stop yet. You think they have a? You think they have like an even better record? You think they'll have a record you love soon? I fucking hope so. <laughs> um, have you felt what's the like last? I said, what's like, the last one you felt the most about? Like as as far as like still liking it and feeling like they're growing, that's one thing. But like, what's the one that really landed with you and you like couldn't stop listening to? Like the most recent one that yeah. I couldn't stop listening yeah. to was uh, Crash Love. I listened Crash to, Love. Okay. I listened to Crash Love. So many fucking times <laughs> in my room by myself. I have the vinyl. I bought it the day it came out. And this is one of the weird things. I, I That's heard... like what, 2012 or so? Something like that. Yeah, Maybe? I think. But that was the second to last, I think. No, they put no. out they put out no, it was burials, burials and then, and yeah, then so 2013. I bought Crash Love in, it was in New Hampshire at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> and I found it at Bull Moose and I knew it was coming out but I kind of forgot about it and I saw it and I was like yeah this is mine I'm taking it home and then probably for about 2009 three weeks really yeah like three weeks I straight listened to that I didn't take it off the player huh. like I just didn't it just nice. was there constantly spinning like listening and looking at the fucking lyrics Right. Looking at writing credits. Looking. Maybe at... if I gave their music that sort of attention instead of just listening to it on a walk to Harvard Square, it would connect with me. But I didn't hear anything that made me want to give it that much attention. No. But before that, That's me. it was the... Um, sorry, I keep tapping. <laughs> there was uh, the song Death of Seasons off of... Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, so good. That song fucking ripped my face off. Yeah. I... Like, <laughs> I, I you know, AFI, if you ever hear this, I'm sorry. I stole your album off of uh, Kazam or one of those stupid... LimeWire. LimeWire, that's what it was. Yeah. I stole it, bootlegged the CD and listened to it like four or five weeks before it even came out. That's awesome. But then uh, did you buy it afterwards? Oh, I bought like... Like I bought the CD. Yeah, so then it's fine. I bought the I bought the red CD. I bought the yellow. I mean the uh, the the silver CD. That's how I feel about it. It's like the, if you've I paid for it album. once, you've earned it. You don't. I can steal it as much as I yeah, want. Yeah, I'm just getting it in a different format. Yeah, I had I I bought the CD for that. I think it came with like it was one of those like Internet Explorer enhanced CDs enhanced, yeah. that came with some like bonus tracks yeah. and like some b-sides it came yeah. with like four songs that you could download yep um, i also have the booklet of that one it is they released a hardcover book uh-huh. with the cd in it and it came with like advanced weird stuff yeah but i've actually never even opened that it's still in my collection unopened. Nice. Because I because I bought I bought the CD itself at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I need this. Give it to me. Perfect. So I was, I still am an AFI collector. I have, I don't know, like twenty, thirty of their vinyl. That's amazing. Thirty of their vinyl. Yeah. From like singles. We're talking. We're talking seven inches, ten inches, twelve inches. They do seem like the kind set. of band that would have like I I specialty have things. Well, the funny thing is, you can't you can't find "Sing the Sorrow" on vinyl unless you want to pay. I think that's the only one. Three hundred dollars yeah. for. Really? I have six copies of that. <laughs> Jabus. Six. Six copies of all that was. Yeah, that's amazing. 
is that it? But like, I'm just a fan. Like, yeah. you know, I have a lot of this stuff, and it's always like I was saying to you while you were in the can. Um, something always grabs me, and something always, you know, speaks to me. Right. And even on the latest album, something, some there's 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 some songs that. I don't want to say they're clunkers, but yeah, there's a couple of songs that I could not. Oh man, there's some real clunkers. On the latest <laughs> well, yeah, but there's could not you listen to, but yeah, but, you still but find that's enough. But that's 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 enjoyable. on every album. You can find a song that you're like, oh fuck, why did they record this? Sure. Why is this even on here? It should not have been side at best. But. There's some perfect albums. A lot though. But you're right. You're right. Name one. Uh, Global Gogo. Okay. There's not a clunker on that <laughs> it's one. A damn you. <laughs> not Sandinista. <laughs> I would also Don't bring it up, Tommy. Going back, digging back into it. But yeah, There's I feel. Really great I feel like I can. Disc version of Sandinista yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I can still find something to in, to. in everything that they put out so mm-hmm. far. What the future holds, I don't know. But, but I will. But you I will. Are I will. Interested in finding out. The future yes. holds. I'm not fast car and black audio. You know, I guess that's it. That's part of it. I don't think they're ever going to do anything with black fast car. Or Fat dream car, dream car. Yeah, I don't think they're. I think that just they recorded it, so they put some. But did they release that? Is yeah, that, it's out there. It's yeah, in the world. Did they? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, it's out. They toured. They played. For uh, those who aren't listening, that's the band. Or that's know. no doubt without Gwen Stefani, right. and instead Davy Havoc, the lead singer of AFI. Amazing. We gotta work out a way to play some audio in this. We gotta be able to play like snippets as we're talking about it. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Fill in some of the dead airspace. Yeah. Or just being able to have that reference. Right. <laughs> hey Here's some shop talk for um, Well, okay. So then before we wrap up, the question is to you, Rich, because we've already answered this previous times. If you could go back and see any band at any point in their career on a tour, just a reminder, Ooh, I had previously one. said I would like to go see the Rolling Stones on the Exile on Main Street tour. And you just and we just uh, discussed how and you would not just, pay four hundred dollars yeah, to see them right now. Yeah, I won't pay four hundred dollars to see geriatric stones at, <laughs> at Gillette at Stadium. Yeah. Absolutely not. So nope. you have like a time machine or something. You can go to anything. It doesn't have a to be tub. like a specific. Like my last answer for the Tommy recording was to see Biggie freestyle on the streets of Brooklyn. I saw. I heard that. Yeah, I, I, I listened to the amazing. last podcast. Yeah. It was up. Yeah. yeah, you both had great answers. So. I gotta come up with another one for this. My, time. Um, I, I guess so. Is thing. that well? Let's see. Or we could just come up with a different question. I like I like the question. But let's roll with that for you. I, have, I would like to know your answer. I'm gonna go with two answers here. Two. I would love to see Operation Ivy at 924 Gilbert. Yeah, that's a good. one. I feel like that's a good. Point. I don't care if it was their last show, their first show, middle show, whatever. It's one of the one of the bands that you know I got into that's well after. They were already dead and gone. Yeah, because they were done in like 93, right? They were done in 89. 89? Four years old. It's pretty much rolled into... Yeah, right, because what what year is the first Rancid record? 91? 92? 92? Because I think... No. That self-titled one? Yeah, 92. Self-titled and then... It's 92, uh, yeah. Let's Go came out in 94, I believe. Right. So... The 96 is in Oakland, the Wolves? 95. 95. So I would say... Operation Ivy, nine twenty four Gilman Street would be fantastic. Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, along those towns. I would say let's say eighty eight just to give them time to <laughs> you know to... get their uh, tune those know, guitars. And yeah, whatnot. get their career right. started. But 
That's a good answer. That'd be fantastic. Okay. And I would also love to see um, Nirvana. Bob, Bob Seeker. I would love to see Nirvana uh, in Seattle, nineteen ninety one. Whatever their record release show Post was. Bleach or something like. Post Bleach right before. Right before Nevermind. Nevermind. <sighs> That'd be crazy. I can't even. Because I, I don't. They just, they just released their. I don't know if it was a. I think it's a Halloween show on vinyl. They just released. Oh, I don't. Nice. I haven't picked it up yet, but I don't know where that was recorded. I might have been Seattle. So that show, I haven't listened to it, but I would love to see them before. Yeah. They got exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly because I want to buy seven or eight copies of uh, <laughs> of, of Love Buzz, right, 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 just so I can yeah. have in my collection. That's and, a uh, retirement you know. fund, right there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like you're looking at three, four grand per. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. That's insane. Because then I'd have a great collection. As of right now, it's kind of subpar, but. <laughs> I feel like they pretty good. My collection means nothing to anyone but me. I've realized that my vinyl collection. Like there are most of my vinyl is bands I've played with, and then it's rappers nobody else has heard of. Right. And it's and then I have a bunch of like random shit I found here and there, but like my collection's not worth anything to anyone but me. But it's rare shit. Mm-hmm. I have a Chesky vinyl that nobody else is gonna fucking get. But nobody knows who Chesky is, so yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure what my reaction to that was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. That's good. Those are good answers. Yeah. I don't know if I can think. I mean, if we're just, I, I feel like we're going to do this uh, question quite often, and I want to come up with a different answer every time. Mm. So, fuck, I feel like there are shows I was going to go to and didn't go to. No, let's think completely hypothetical and go to something. You know what? It's Father's Day. I'm going to go with my father still contends that he went to shows where the entire E Street band was nothing but two feet away from him. And he was buying beers for Bruce Buying beers for Clarence. They were playing up in some dive bar in New Hampshire to a bunch of bikers that didn't appreciate it. I would have liked to have gone to one of those shows with my dad. And, like, like, I remember an old Bruce T-shirt, like, hanging on the back of our fucking bathroom door. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like I was probably conceived to the guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was wearing an Eastern Man shirt earlier today. I should have kept it on. But I think, like, uh, especially now, because I never saw them. When the big man was still with them, I'm probably not going to get to see them anytime soon based on ticket prices, and that really sucks. But, like, it would have been cool to see Bruce in his prime time, like, just touring with a fucking 12-piece band cutting their teeth on the road. I think that would have been dope. And for a Father's Day edition. Yeah. yeah that was sounds, definitely... Sounds pretty awesome. I like that. I can't imagine it. Like, I can imagine it because my dad's like a real awkward guy and probably just buy like 19 beers and be like, I love you guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I can imagine him doing that. You, but like, oh, like I, when I bought you, you guys beers with the big way? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, I got these beers. I don't know what you're doing, but here you go. So, like, that seems dope. And, like, gosh, that would have been amazing to see Bruce yeah. just young and f- having fucked up teeth still. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'll give you a Father's Day answer as well, too. My father used to always say that the Doors were his favorite band. That is not... I, ne- I would never peg your dad for right? the Doors. I also don't think I ever witnessed my father listen, listen to, to the, the Doors. doors. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember him... It's a s- <laughs> secret costume yeah. t- tape yeah. deck. Just when no one's around. They're a headphone-only band. Right. But I remember that. I remember him always saying that he loved the Doors. So strange. I would never have picked pit that to him either. But anyway, I think it would be really cool to have like seen the doors. Like, I don't even care where. I don't have a specific time. They weren't around for a very long period Just of time. Anywhere. So four, anywhere four along years, it, I think they lasted. Maybe, right? Like hanging out in yeah, in Hollywood so. with like they had like two two or three records, right? Three, 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 three I believe. Yeah. Three. And he died. And I believe like I a believe week the, after they finished. I believe the, last the third one. one they put out after he died. Yeah, he right. died like so. They finished bef- L.A. Bef- Woman before and then, he died. He yeah. died. Um, maybe with like Joan Didion. Maybe with some. Uh, You'd be okay with like bloated, crazy Jim Morrison. Though? I mean, I would prefer probably earlier. Yeah. You know. I think I would take. I think I'd like. I am the Lizard King, <laughs> fucking Jim Morrison. Like. Yeah. That'd be fun to see. But I think that, like, you know, maybe just, like, some some mushrooms out in the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Doors. The Doors. That's a good call. Like 60s. It. Late 60s. Early 60s. Mid-60s. No, they were later than that, weren't they? It was, like, Six. 74 was the last record. Am I way wrong? I'd I might like, be way I'd wrong. I'd like to don't, say they started don't in fact check me. Well, it's bef- the late 60s, yeah, like, yeah, 68, 69, and yeah. the... Yeah, and then they died mid seventies. Seventy two was let's when say, they let's put say out before the LA Manson murders, because then everything got weird after that. For the doors, why? For just the the <laughs> the scene, just for like L A. Like everything got weird. Everyone was like freaking out. So yeah, it's like maybe early summer of sixty nine, before the end of the summer of love. <laughs> anyway. L A. Woman was when put out in seventy one, so he was already dead. Yeah. 71 was the last record. Yeah, yeah. So it was what year is, late uh, 60s. What Morrison Hotel? Or Hotel Morrison. What's it called? Because I feel like on L.A. Woman, you can hear that man dying. <laughs> he doesn't... He's unintelligible. Right. And like... So yeah, before that. But either way, I mean, I always thought of them as a 70s band, and I guess they aren't... It's only just because... That's like when they got popular People after. Were yeah, to their yeah. Stuff. 1970. For what? Uh, hotel. Hotel Morrison, or Morrison Hotel. Yeah. Okay. So all right, fine. So you still well still see them at a little young. Yeah. They're still cutting their teeth. Yeah. But I think he would still have that swagger. Yeah. Sorry, I also I'm don't know if my example even exists. My dad could be just telling fucking dad stories about the biggest fish he ever caught. Uh, <laughs> oh, but it, yeah. But it sounds dope. I and, like, I, I know, like, what back in the day. you went to that show and then you saw him and it was true? Or maybe, what, what if I went there and my dad wasn't there? He wasn't there. Or he was <laughs> you there. Liar. And he always wished he had brought up the beers, but you just kind of, like, saw him standing in the corner holding all the beers. And he's like, I can't do it. wait for the right moment. And then he just throws the beers down and runs away. I'm th- I'm Dr- thinking, no, he'd I'm probably drink he, them all himself. I think he walked over and tripped and threw them all on the stage. <laughs> oh, fuck! Ah! It's the whole different, it's like a fucking Blues Brothers situation where he's throwing them at the fucking chicken wire at the thing. And then he, they, he's they wrote not a, a fan. They wrote, there's a secret lyric about your dad about a guy oh, dropping no, yeah. beer somewhere. <laughs> that would be hilarious. He's in the liner notes. 
So uh, this question you guys did with uh, Tommy. Mm. Yeah. He did the, uh, he said Green Day. Yeah. Yeah, he show. wanted that hat shell show. I was there. He you was there. there. Yeah, he lived there. Oh, I was man. there. Um, was it was it amazing? Can you give us a little bit? It of was this? it was scary because uh, nineteen ninety five, sixteen years old. Yeah, uh, I had gone to, I was able to go to my first show uh, at alone that past summer, which was Lollapalooza nineteen ninety five. That's such a crazy show to allow you to go to alone. It was unreal. Yeah, yeah, like my parents were like, like we were. Myself and my brother were in the same grade. He got kept back when he went to Latin. Yeah. So we were in the same grade at CM. Summertime came. Parents got our report cards. We're like, we did well. Can we go to the show? Yeah. And that day they went out and bought us tickets. That's amazing. It was That's unreal. Like, yeah. We were like, oh, shit. Where, 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 oh shit, you guys are actually going to let us go? Where was then at the time? It was at the, well, then it was the Tweeter Center. Yeah, Mansfield. So Mansfield. Mansfield. When Who they played were, it? Uh, we're looking at Sonic Youth, nice. Hole, uh, Elastica. Elast. I don't know if I've ever heard of that superhero. The boss, <laughs> the Boston's opened that show because they were uh, logo guys. Yes. Yeah. Those are the only. That was pre-Clueless, Mighty Mighty Boston's. I before think they had. So, I think so. Yes. Before they really broke in Clueless. So they let us go to that show, and then school rolled around again. Right. And we were afraid to ask him to go to the hat shell. Yeah. So myself and my brother. Even though it was a free show and you could have just been like, hey, mom, going out for the afternoon. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, they. sneak over. We had strict curfews. Sure. And things like that. So the show didn't actually. It said six o'clock, come on down. But they were openers. Yeah, yeah. So like we could I always imagined it was in the middle of the day. I don't know why I it thought was not. that. Like a two o'clock show. Some wasn't. of the later shows were like when we went and we saw um when I broke my ankle to Harvey Danger. No, 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 no. The um Hot Rod Circuit. Oh, right, right. Dashboard Confessional. Dashboard Confessional. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one other band on that bill that I don't remember. I don't either. That I think I was more interested in. But um that was all in the afternoon. That was I midday. It yeah. started like one in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah it was all done yeah. by like five. So it's interesting yeah. that they were holding so, it late. It was, I think the first band hit the stage at like That probably helped just five, giving everyone more time, time to, to drink. Get, and get there. <laughs> well, we didn't, I didn't drink at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, not you. So, but the other people. Yeah, it was like, it was uh, FNX back to, uh, like it was Welcome Back, back to, to College yeah, yeah, so yeah. That makes sense. I'm sure they were all getting tanked at their fucking dorms. Right, right, right. And then <laughs> so, they mosey on down. So we're there, we get on the train. Like, we had this whole elaborate scheme. We're going to tell our parents. It was a Saturday, I believe. So we're going to tell our parents we're staying at Chris's house and going to a battle of the bands at our high school. Yeah. So friend Chris lived in Dorchester. We had stayed there a couple of times already. So, like, it was, like, no big deal. Like, my parents never, you know, there's no red flags about it. Yeah, they weren't checking you off on this and, like... So we, checking your references. We go to the goddamn show. They weren't and, tracking your like, GPS we're on your like, cell phone. Well, there was no cell phone. <laughs> yeah, Jonas, we're going back many, many years. But we're there. It was a joke. And the band that played before them, I had never seen this before because I had never been in a huge crowd where it wasn't a lot of space, but the crowd moved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the whole crowd moves at so once. So I'm sitting like, there, I'm like, what the fuck that is, an interesting, is going uh, on? And phenomenon like, there's first barricades and like police fucking horses and dogs and <laughs> holy shit. So we're sitting there and eventually they go on. 
and we're listening and we're fucking rocking out kicking ass fucking in the pit and fucking it's just it rained so we're muddy as fuck it's like legendary right the time they played there oh yeah yeah it's like rock and roll history books yeah so soaked or at least i think it is because we're here locally at least yeah i feel like it must be it's like on the it, news. It was yeah, crazy. it go, it go. It, I feel like it goes up there with their mud fight that just happened at, at Woodstock, Woodstock ninety four, which, yeah. which is another show that I wish just I before was, this I went to go. Uh, I'd say about six months. I'd right. say maybe maybe eight. Yeah, yeah. But we were there, and it was like four of us. It was me, my brother Matt, my friend Chris, and somebody else I can't remember from high school. Mm-hmm. So we went down there, and like this is just chaos <laughs> there was probably fucking a hundred thousand people on a hat show just <laughs> trying to just trying to watch green day which yeah, yeah. seems like way too many people for that amount of grass way too many <laughs> so then yeah like we didn't even see this happen like we we for heard people who aren't familiar with the area would you say that like the lawn in front of the hat shells maybe like half the size of a football field maybe maybe 60 yards I would say you're looking at probably about 40 yards wide. Wide. And probably about 75 yards long. Okay. Like, it's not it's not huge. Right. In any sense. And since when they put their barricades up, like, there's probably about, I'd say about 50, 60 feet in between the barricade and the stage. Oh, wow, so they had it pretty far back. Oh, yeah, they had it far back. Like, you couldn't even get close. Smart. That's what happened when the, you know, shit went, awi- went awry. Like, yeah. I guess somebody mistook Billy Joe Armstrong as a punk kid trying to get up on stage. Right. And tackled him. Or something like that. Like, I think that's what I heard. I don't remember. I haven't really thought about it in a long time. Right. About what the, you know, why it ended up happening. But, mm-hmm. like, and then just chaos happened. Like, they were like, show's over. Outrageous. And we we had to get back to Dorchester. So we beelined it for the train. We got on the green line right at uh, the uh, Mass Ioneer thing, whatever it's mm-hmm. called now. I don't even know. We got the last train out of there. Because the train stops after that because someone threw a brick through one of the trains, apparently. <laughs> My God. But I just thought it was funny that Tommy mentioned that show, and I was I was actually there. And like I I I can have I I have people that could prove I was there. So I mean I take I'm your not word ju- for I'm it. I'm not just spinning tall tales here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Actually there, and the funniest part about the story is that we went back to my buddy's Chris's house and washed our clothes because they were filthy with mud, and the mud didn't come out. We went home the next day with half-washed clothes, <laughs> and we wa- We were like walked in our front door. My mom looked at our shoes and was like, were you on the hat shell last night? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. She didn't just assume you were dirty? I, fo- I, fo- I forgot to really wipe off my shoes. <laughs> Oh, no, so that was my it. my shoes were covered in filth and Charles ground. River dirt. Yeah, yeah, it was disgusting. That I got tracked that through. Her I got grounded for about three weeks. So that's right. my story on that. But one. worth it. Well worth it. I was. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm part of history. Part yeah. of rock and roll history. Yeah. 
It was a good. It was good stuff. Part of you Broadway. Know, grow, part of Broadway history. There, Green Day has a play era. on Broadway. You know, that's awesome. Good stuff. So, do you have anything else? I don't think I have anything else to add for AFI. What do you guys think the name stands for? That was a big one. Don't we know it? it stands for a fire inside. Well, no, I but there, it's disputed. That's uh, oh, interesting. That's yeah. something that I, came, I believe they came up with on their. Because the e, one of their EPs is called. There's asking for it. Well, the and there's the record, anthems for insubordinates. I believe that's what they originally. originally yeah. Because it no no album has their name written out. No, as a fire inside. It's always but the, the EP that has the hanging garden on it. It's called a fire inside. It's called a fire inside. Yeah. Interesting. I actually, I guess, because of that record, that album, that EP, thought right. that that was just what the name stood for, and that came out in but it maybe 98. maybe didn't stand for anything initially. Maybe they just thought well, it was that, like cool letters. The, There's what uh, I heard. So now they, yeah, they say it could be ask, asking for it. Asking for it is one of the ones I heard, and so or uh, the, anthems for insubordinates. Yeah. Okay, those are the two I heard from the original like. But I think they're I think they're just pulling a Goss thing where they don't ever want to tell anybody what it actually means. But. Yeah, no, it's up to interpretation. Yeah, but either way, a friendly Inuit. Anything you want to plug, Rich? Your Instagram? Any? Oh well, yeah, I, I, people find guess, you, follow I, you. I guess. Uh, well, you can't you can't follow my real Instagram because I don't like people. No, don't so, do that. Yeah, yeah, but you get the so, art uh, one there. I do have art. It's. Uh, Ruined Records art. I actually just added the art because people thought I was a record label at this place that I was selling. Ruined at. Records is a cool label name, though, too. Yeah. It is, yeah. So, but yeah, they were I coming was, up like, was, oh, sign our band. Well, the, fu- <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I was sitting at the table. I was I just sold two weeks ago at um, a place. Uh, it was at once. They did a, oh, a cool. pop-up yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, like, three or four people came over to me like, oh, did you just recently press this? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, oh, wait, they don't. They I think I'm like, a record label. They look like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it says Ruined Records on my yeah. side thing. So I added the art. So it's Ruined Records art underscore um, in between each uh, word. Each cool. word. That's so it's Ruined underscore records underscore art. And what's, describe Arts, your art. plural or singular? Art. 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 Just art. Uh, well, I started off teach with. Your, just your process. So I started off painting on discarded records because I had a plethora of them mm-hmm. and they were scratched up to, you know, heavens and you, could, you couldn't play them. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing you could really do with them besides the trash, throw yeah. them in the trash. So yeah. I started, you know, doing a base coat on them and doing, uh, I started off with markers, like, uh, paint markers and things like that, drawing band logos and crazy logos mm-hmm. and weird shit. But, uh, that progressed into, um, Acrylic arts, which is, you know, well, I use acrylics to paint now instead of, you know, using the markers because the acrylics last longer. Yeah. And then doing acrylic pours on them, which makes... Yeah, the pours a, is a cool a process. Cool, yeah, it's a cool yeah. design where it's like you add water, acrylics, and a, like, a, a flow, mm-hmm. uh, acrylic flow to it, which is Floetrol. It adds, like, you know, you can... You know, separates the yeah. colors almost well no no that does, you you add that it's like an additive so mm-hmm. it's like you know it gets the paints more liquidy gotcha gotcha, gotcha so gotcha. if you don't buy liquid paints it's you know you buy acrylic paints oh, and okay it's pour, not gonna pour make, out yeah. yeah and then sure. you you add like a silicone uh um oil to it and it creates cool cells and stuff like that so that's what 
the clock is back there that I made for Jonas, and you can't see it because this is radio. <laughs> um, but it's it's something I started doing just out of uh, pure boredom, and uh, you know, it's kind of they look awesome. I'm trying my best to get it up and going. I, I this past sale did not go well for me. I sold zero things. And oh, I, sat, no. I sat there for six hours and tried to explain to people that I wasn't a real a record a record label label. And yeah, I was, that's... it's kind of funny. I, I, I made you a clock or I got you a clock and I made, I got you a t-shirt yeah. that I pick up vintage set, like, uh, you know, uh, thrifting and shit right. like that. So that's another thing I'm into. And once I actually get the shop up in the capital going. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do like this, an Etsy store. Yeah. There's going to be an Etsy store that I have, I have times. it made. I just have not put the time <laughs> into putting the shit up on yeah. it. Yeah. Not posting. It's yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. a pain in the ass right yeah. now. Because I got to take photos of everything and uh, yeah, invent- inventory. Yeah, like, so you got a nice Tom Waits uh, yeah, shirt. I did. You got a nice clock. Wonderful. So. Love yeah. it. Now I'll know what time it is. So check yeah. out at Ruined Records Art Art with yeah, underscores with in between yeah. each the words. Love it. Uh, I'm a, at Old Boy with a dot in between Old and Boy on Instagram. I don't really post that much. And boy with an E on the end of it. No, old with an E on the end of it. Oh cool boy. like that an old boy that's the rap side project nice i like that young man uh I'm still at the end still at the end on everything right everything you fucking got in quick pinterest <laughs> pinterest yeah, yeah i'm still on, <laughs> still on tumblr check out my live journal and yeah. no model oh, live journal live journal no still at the end was a post live journal creation. that was yeah what was live journal that was still chibi trunks uh no the, the very no. first one was the sweetest. after the rain right no no that was just how i signed stuff the, <sighs> the very the first one i think I was it. called the sweetest goodbye the sweetest goodbye <laughs> which i'm sure was inspired by afi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that, that a think, song title now that i yeah, think yeah. about it um and then oh what was the one after that Damn, I don't remember. Mine was always Nomaro. I remember Nomaro. Yeah. Sweetest. Still proud of that one. Damn, I don't know. I'll remember by the next time. The next live show. But Post anyway, no, still at the end, yeah, it wasn't until then. That that first was created for Twitter. Still at the end, yeah, yeah. Was and then and then Instagram became a thing and then Tumblr and then Tumblr. Well, that order fell might off not now. be correct, yeah. but um, but yeah, but so we're also at should have been their last. Yep. On Instagram and at s s h the letters b l t. Yeah. Should have been whatever the no, letters B-T-L. are. B T L. Yeah. S <laughs> h b t l. You do the work. Underscore pod. <laughs> Underscore pod. I think. Maybe. Yeah. They're it doesn't matter. We don't tw- do anything Twitter's on Twitter. Twitter's useless. Yet. Don't yeah. ever look at Twitter. Yeah. Just log off to whatever. I never go. Yeah. Yeah. But Instagram's probably the the best way to keep up with things. There's yeah. So like a Facebook page. We have a Facebook page and definitely the Gmail. Uh, we want to hear people's thoughts. If you have rebuttals for us, if we're fucking loud and wrong about AFI or any flag, if we even release any flag, or if you have I'm ideas. No, release it. Yeah. Did yeah, you poop yeah. your pants? <laughs> Yesterday. Don't yeah. silence the truth. It's a small room. Don't call attention to it. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to release it. We also have, you know, we're going to be doing Blink-182 and Green Day and Weezer, which Weezer, is the whole fucking Jimmy World. Jimmy World, a whole bunch of fucking bands you probably grew up with if you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, you probably have an opinion about it. Let us know. Write in. We'll read them out loud. Uh, leave a little fucking voice memo on your phone and send that in. We'll play it on air, I guess. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
But that's all. Uh, Should have been there last at gmail.com. Other than that, I have no idea when the next one will come out. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Always a good time. Thanks for hey, coming by, Thanks Rich. for coming, hey, Thanks for having me. Yeah. This have is really a good fun. good week, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>